0: You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. This is an episode of the Long Yak with Anissa and Boroma. Hi, I'm Anissa. In this episode, we discuss what we've been watching lately, including stuff we finished, dropped, or are totally in the thick of. Before we jump in, just a disclaimer about our discussion of Dodo Soso Lala Sol in this yak. What we said about how sweet the drama is, how it respects the character's feelings and deals with dark issues with empathy and a light touch. All that really only applies if you stop at episode 12, which is all we've seen when we recorded this and what we both highly recommend you do. Proceed beyond episode 12 at the risk of a rage aneurysm and the possibility of serious harm to whatever device you're watching the drama on. If you did see it, like me and Boroma, and you need someone to rant with, check out our live breakdown of the ending, which we've linked in the show notes. Also, we're doing a yak tea on Christmas Day, which will be a small gathering for those of us who might be a little lonely this season and just a nice year-end party. Saya is organizing lots of games, so check out the show notes for a link to register. And don't forget, if you'd like to contribute a voice note for the year-end yak, you have until the 28th to send us a two-minute overview of your year in dramas. As always, this episode is produced with the support of our Patreon patrons. Thank you so much! You can find our page at patreon.com slash flowers. And now, let's yak. Hi everyone, this is Anissa.
1: And this is Parma, And you're listening to the second yak of this month. Welcome
0: back, guys. And this month as in November is is when we're yeah. recording <laughs> cuz i think this will come out in december <laughs> um so so how have you been doing borma we didn't really do the check in in the last yak we just jumped right into the dramas we were watching
1: yeah yeah so but since the last yak i went upstairs fed my dog um got coffee and then came down so i'm doing pretty well <laughs> a lot has happened a lot has happened <laughs> a lot has happened <laughs> but um in general it, things are going well um I uh, I mean, I don't want to jinx anything. So, you know, like personally, things are decent. <laughs> so fingers crossed, touching wood. What else do you do to shoo away a jinx? jinx? Like you can knock on your head. So I just
0: did that. I say mashallah. So I'll just say mashallah to you. I know that's not thank your you. thing, but that's what <laughs> I say. So I'll say it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I thank you. Appreciate that. And uh aside from that uh the world is still
0: kind of on fire so (laughs) yeah so you know we're just we're hanging in there and we hope that all of you are also hanging in there and um that you're not you know doing dangerous things and endangering other people um and i have a (laughs) feeling that our listeners are very sensible people and so they're not doing any of that but um yeah we just pray that everyone stays safe and healthy and uh you know Hopefully we'll get a vaccine, um, and then we'll figure out how to actually make that vaccine work for everyone and and make things better. And in the meantime, we we'll just have to do our best to get through the days. Um,
1: exactly. Yeah. Safely and patiently, and more patiently.
0: <laughs> and with lots of dramas. So speaking of which, there was lots of dramas. You have been watching something that I have not been watching, which is startup. So you want to tell us about that? Yes. Always. Oh my God, what a delight this drama is!
1: I, I, I yeah, it's one of those dramas that I know I'm going to um, remember not just for the story, but for the acting and the cinematography and the perfect score and just this beautifully written dynamic between the entire cast. Um, there is not a moment wasted. There is not a dialogue that feels extra at. at Okay. This the premise of the start the, of this drama is like, at the beginning, uh, majorly based on this um, catfishing story. Um, I did a video essay on that. If you guys want to check it out, um, yes,
0: I'm gonna put it YouTube the channel. Full, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put in the full show notes. So if you click on the link to the full show notes in the description of this episode, you can find that on our website. Exactly. Um, on my channel, Faster Faster,
1: and. Um but I, at that point it was just four episodes in and I was a little worried because whenever you have a deception trope in a love triangle where the girl is basically being deceived by these two men who are both equally interested in her, but they are lying to her and she doesn't really have a fair chance to get to know both of them. Um in uh like everything all the cards are not on the table and that feels super unfair. Um to the girl, from the perspective of the audience, I was worried. Like They did a really good job of setting up the catfishing story uh, in a way that it's not done out of selfishness on the part of either of the men. It's something that was done by her, started by her grandmother and continued out of a real desire to support her and give her the best possible chance in uh, the things that she wanted to do. So... At this point, uh, I mean, a few episodes after that, uh, the lie was being maintained on that balance where now she no longer needs that, the lie to support her. Like she is at a place where she can absolutely face up the truth. But now the men are worried that if the lie gets out, then their relationship with her would be um, messed up. So now we are entering dangerous territory because now you've gone from this selfless reason to lie to her to something that's close to selfish, and this is what I was really worried about. But the drama handled it beautifully. This there was this one um, um, like there there was this one side plot that came in where they had an excuse to prolong the lie. But you gotta give credit to the writer; they know that this girl. So that when I keep saying girl, this is Susie's character. Um. The startup has Bae Suzy, Nam Hyuk, and um, Kim Son Ho. Kim Son Ho is the second lead that my heart
0: just cries for right now. His name is Jeep Young right? His name is Ji Pyeong. Even in the I know drama, that yeah. because people love him so much. <laughs> even though I'm not watching the drama, but I've been seeing his name everywhere. Oh
1: my god, what what is this guy? I mean, I I actually have seen him in um do a lead in a drama. He was a cop, uh, but I honestly can't say that I remember his character much like he was kind of cute but aside from he was not super memorable but you know sometimes a character is written that just brings out the best in, in an actor in every possible way this this is that role for kim son i'm i have no doubt that he's going to get lead role after lead role <laughs> lead role excuse me after this um anyway so he this is this is the this is my first second lead syndrome i've never felt it before this this is the very first time it's hitting me hard <laughs> because i can absolutely see uh basically Suzy's character um go off with which, which is dalmi um so dalmi to like go off into the i i she, she could literally she could choose uh nam San or um, Pyong and she would probably have equally happy lives with both of these men they are both really great guys they really care about her and both of them are just honest and honest and basically just marshmallows and which is just the worst place to be in when you're a fangirl because you're like who do I ship her with yeah anyway it also
0: <laughs> leads to a lot of like shipping wars which is not my favorite thing about the fandom no no I know to be fair, I'm not really intensely into the uh,
1: like, I'm not really keeping track of the fandom really intensely for this one. I've just not had the brain space to do that. I've just been watching the dramas, scrolling a bit through Instagram to look at fan edits, and then just like <laughs> getting back to work. Anyway, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure she's going to end up with Namji Hyuk, but I like the drama has actually positioned both actors in an almost equal footing, which rarely happens. Mm. So you could actually see a twist where she walks off with Ji Pyong And I, I'm torn. I don't know. What do I want? But I guess what ends up mattering is what she wants. And the best thing is the reveal has happened. Confessions have happened. And I'm just... That now we will just
0: see where everything falls because <laughs> that's good because I remember I watched your um catfishing like video about startup and you were like I'm not sure if it's gonna be able to continue doing a good job at this so it's good to hear that they actually did pull it off without you know yeah especially it because upsetting.
1: in the preceding weeks they had they, the drama gave the characters an excuse to prolong the lie but two things happened one um, it was very obvious that the reason for the lie like prolonging the lie wasn't a very solid one. So it it kind of folded in and of itself. And it was meant to it, as a part of the story. And the second thing that happened was, of course, Dami a really smart girl, she would catch on. <laughs> Eventually, the clues would pile on and she would catch on. So Yeah, I'm I'm really happy the way the story is going right now. I I have I haven't watched the last episode. Um and I'm kind of dying to at this point. (laughs) So that's that's my job in the next three days. Like that's what my Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is gonna be dedicated to like catching up on all the dramas I have not watched in the last two weeks.
0: Nice. So let's move to the next drama that we're both watching, which is Dodo Sol Sol Solada Sol, which um It's just, it's just a happy, fluffy. Um, it's just a pile of cute puppies and and love, yeah. and, and happiness and family and ah, uh, it's it's wonderful. So we've it both is. watched up to episode twelve at this point. Um, and other than the just the incoherent oh glee, yeah. So what what are you <laughs> what are you loving about it the most?
1: Ah. Uh. Okay, so Anissa and I have been kind of sporadically writing uh, reviews. Anissa started off by doing this really great article on the first four episodes. (laughs) So I had to (laughs) chirp in when she decided that she was going to do a follow up on uh, episode five, six. And then finally, we uh, just uh, did an article yesterday, uh, which should be published this week on, you know, the remaining episodes. Um, And I think. We covered a lot of ground there. We basically recap everything that's happening and our reactions to it. But throughout, I think we've said this over and over again. This drama is so fluffy and warm and sweet and everything sugar. (laughs) But it also uh, deals with really dark realities. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't do it in a brutal way. It does it in this... um, subtle undercurrent through throughout the stories like every plot has that dark reality weaving under it it's just swimming under the surface and um our ca- characters um positivity especially especially rara's positivity is just like um, almost uh, i don't know a rebellion against mm. that the like she comes from a society that actually would have really loved to bottle her into this you know this this housewife lady um when she's 24 i mean they would they would have loved it but she kind of broke free because of circumstances but also because of the person she is she could have dealt with the circumstances very differently she could have uh, fallen back on um, You know, uh, she, she could have insisted that her friend who was going through her own tragedy take care of her. She could have waited for her uh, ex-fiance to come and save her. Mm-hmm. Look, given the kind of character she is, she couldn't wait for those things to happen. She had to do something. But... I just, I keep thinking like Rara could have easily had a really smooth journey through her life if she just waited to be rescued. And even though she was so dependent on Jun for so long, she chose him to be dependent on. She didn't just depend on any person coming and giving her like handouts. She chose him because she felt like he treated her like an equal and she could rely on him. And to me, that choice is seemed pretty um, powerful. Am I making sense?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I absolutely agree with you. And I think it's it looks easy what this drama does, but it actually is a very delicate balancing act because as you said, it is very light and fluffy and very sweet and almost like sugary at at times. Um, And there are parts of the comedy and the uh, romance that are very like, the volume is turned up a little bit, it feels a little over the top, but it never loses that seriousness and groundedness that kind of keeps it anchored to reality. And yet it never also it never like, even though it's dealing with all these dark things in a very um, sort of optimistic way. It doesn't discount the seriousness of any of that. It doesn't discount the pain and the trauma that has resulted from the things that have happened to these people in their past. Um, So it, it stays very relatable. It's not like this cotton candy fantasy, like land where they're you know like it is it's very beautiful they're living in this like seaside town everyone is you know like um, they have formed this little like found family together and there are a lot of elements that are kind of fantastical but at the same time it's so respectful of everyone's all the characters feelings so you know you see how um rara is when she's really stressed out she just like conks out and goes to sleep and like yeah. it's play for laughs but also like that's a real thing that i mean i do that when i'm so stressed that i can't deal with life i just like go in my bed and sleep and they're laughing at her but it's also really really relatable it's a coping mechanism it is. Yeah. yeah and the same thing with like june's grief and the way that things kind of come back so you know there's that friend of hers who She went to, as you mentioned, and her her friend was like, I'm really sorry. I can't help you right now. Um, My mom is sick and I'm just dealing with a lot of stuff. And then, like, she actually comes back and finds her and says, like, this is what was happening. My brother actually, you know, died. So, like, it's not like things are just put into place to serve the plot and then they just disappear. Like, there's actually a very careful setting up of all these things. And I'm sure, you know, like, but closer to the end, we'll have, like, the secretary plot line come back, the evil secretary. And, you know, and so it it does the work of dealing with all the obstacles that these characters have to 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 overcome and like especially we talked about this in our review is there was a lot of you know like we in the last yak when we talked about this i was like oh the episode five reveal i'm not sure about that and i mean even if you're not watching this show if you're online you know what the reveal is at this point i mean i even Saya saw it and she doesn't like look at spoilers, is that he is in high school, right? And like he's he's lying about that in the beginning. So but they do a really good job of sort of respecting the largeness of that obstacle for them getting together and for actually like dealing with it properly, which a, a lot of times these types of Nuna romances don't do. So I was impressed exactly. With that. Like I keep thinking about
1: uh, for instance, um, high school king of Savi. Or even um, mm, I hear your voice. Like both had 18-year-old uh, um, male protagonists, and uh, the female love interest was like the female lead were both. I think in the mid 20s or late 20s. And the thing is, the age difference isn't the biggest obstacle in my mind. The biggest obstacle is that the men in these stories and it would be the same if it was the gender was flipped and it was women they are in high school they haven't actually dealt much with the world they aren't grown-ups not really we're not just talking about uh, the the counter argument i often uh find in these situations is why do you get to decide when a person is grown up some people mature early that is true but the way our society has um kind of created a bubble around certain age groups at this stage of our civilization, 18-year-olds are treated as children because we have ensured that mm-hmm. their childhood extends to that. We have ensured that most 18-year-olds haven't faced the world the way, let's say, a 22 or a 26-year-old have faced. So there is a reason they are treated as children. And so my issue isn't so much with the age difference. It's that it they go from falling in love to validating that those feelings as absolute you know forever love this is your ultimate the one love mm-hmm. and therefore you know you cannot I mean okay yes but also time give the boy some to grow up I just had a lot of problems swallowing this situation in both I hear your voice which I adored Okay, I'm not saying that I did not. I I loved every bit of it. And also High School King of Savvy. Because in both cases, they entered the relationship when they were 18, 19 year olds. And it just continued on from there. And that's a really young age to get into a relationship.
0: So... I do feel like, yeah, I had the same issues with I Hear Your Voice. I do feel like, I know a lot of people really did not like the ending of High School King of Savvy, but it really worked for me because you did get that time skip. And the, you know, you did get time. So like you said, the time is the issue, right? And even though they didn't like break up, but the drama did kind of, allow you to see how that relationship evolved. And the other thing about that is that he did have to take on a lot of adult responsibilities when he was pretending to be his brother. So he had more of an idea of like, what it is it actually like to be a grown up, you know, and to deal with all these like grown up problems, as, r- as opposed to somebody who's like still in high school and like has <laughs> never worked a job and is just like, yeah, so I think for that reason, high school no, thing really worked for me. So yeah, yeah, you're right. The
1: the ending actually did make the thing a bit better because we got to see the progression of the relationship. And again, the same with I hear your voice. You you got to see that he uh, grew up to uh, enter the police academy, and that is great. Except for the fact that in both cases they. I mean, both the boys actually grew up faster than their peers because they were going through extraordinary situations. Yeah. So that that is true of June as well. But the fact of the matter is that he his brain is still of an eighteen year old boy. Like it's uh I I I know I'm sounding like a super prude here, but what I'm essentially trying to say is that it it's a sensitive age mm-hmm. so it's fine for them to get into a relationship with an older woman that's not the block for me the it it's that in those cases like i remember in high school king of savi um you had um, and Guk and I forget the actress's name oh, like the, um, both the characters had come to Siengook's um Iana. I think older brother or was it the dad and they they were they were kind of you know sort of begging him to accept their relationship like they did that whole kneeling thing and There was that whole whole situation, and it was acceptable. I wanted him to say no. You gotta wait, wait at least a
0: year, see if this thing lasts.
1: Something, some kind of obstacle.
0: But yeah, no, I I I do think that this deals with it in a more sort of thorough way because that relation that um there's that amazing scene in episode twelve where um. June's mom tells Rara to meet her at this cafe and all the neighborhood ajamas like Sokya and her friends are all like we're going to go there we're gonna like you know defend her if she tries to throw money uh you know if she throws a money envelope we're gonna we're gonna intervene to, you um, know, yeah. slap her yeah we will, like, we'll throw block water her off. if she throws water and then like Kyung is <laughs> like i'll just protect her with my body because i'm gonna take the place of her mom who can't be here and i was just like oh and then Aww. and then they go and they're all like ready to defend her and then they have this conversation where his mom is basically like you're already an adult But he's at this very particular time in his life where, like, it's the time that's never going to come back. And he has, like, really important things to do right now. And, like, absolutely, she was right. Absolutely. Like, if they have to wait a year or two. Yeah. It's not going to really... I mean, if they really love each other, it's not going to matter... If she waits for him to finish, but for him, if he interrupts all yeah. the things that he needs to do, it's going to affect him for the rest of his life. So I was like, "Yeah, mom, like you were <laughs> crazy when we first saw you, but you're kind of right." And I see, like, it kind of keeps doing that, where like people start out as these really comedic side characters, but they always end up yeah. having a kernel of like a real person inside that we eventually see. Um, mm-hmm. Even like the the private investigator who's like looks like a gangster, you know, like he's such a great character too. <laughs> so
1: (laughs) yeah that's true and it's essentially just that i wanted like a parental character because again um like saya would feel me on this i mean with all ya stories the parents are completely absent Mm. their teenage kids are making these incredibly dangerous choices and the parents are just
0: not there (laughs) that no i think that's one of the reasons i'm not a huge ya fan to be honest but I know you guys really love YA, so uh, we
1: we do. And but all I wanted was a parent of character to kind of like decelerate the the relationship so that it has time to grow organically, but also gives the gives the younger uh, you know partner in the relationship time to actually grow up a bit. Yeah, because man, it's just yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so I really love how the drama is handling the relationship. I really love how Rara didn't need any of this explained. The moment she realized what his age was, it's not like she was instantly like, I will leave him right now and sacrifice. ah." In her head, she knows perfectly well that the whole I will leave him now, sacrifice ah," will not work out. (laughs) She needed to do this slowly and sensibly and talk to him. Mm -hmm. And I love that there was proper communication.
0: Yes, that letter
1: that she writes him. was perfect. Yeah. Yes. It was perfect. It it acknowledged that there was a stumbling block that she felt uncomfortable and that they just needed time. She didn't say break up. I will never see you again.
0: We do not we should not be together. Romeo and Juliet. Like not to go off into <laughs> another tangent, but like this is why um, because this is my first life annoyed me so much because it does that thing where the heroine's just like, yeah, I'm just going to like leave everything in my life and like go uh-huh. on a trip. And I'm just going to pretend like I have no responsibilities and like bye. Uh-huh. Peace out. I'm breaking up with you forever. Not saying like I need time. Let's take a break. You know, anyway. Oh, let's do a long distance for a while. Yeah. <laughs> There are dramas that do that and it annoys me every time because I'm like, it's 2016 or 2018 or 2020, like nobody is unreachable, you know, like there is no situation no. where you're going to be unreachable for like a month or a year or two years. So, but
1: dramas are still going to keep pretending that cell phones don't exist and long distance relationships don't happen. So what you going to do? What you're going to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I like that they gave us a clear reason why she thought that they needed a break. It wasn't a breakup so much as a break till his exams and stuff was over and he wasn't because he did that thing where he dropped his uh, life and ran to Rara the moment he heard something happened to her. And it is a disruption, especially Mm -hmm. when he is trying to take his GED. He's missed classes. He's almost missed an academic year. He it's a really crucial time for him. We understand that. And it's a time that cannot happen. Like, I mean, yes, you can go to college later in life and all of that stuff. But in a competitive environment like it is in South Korea or even in my country, you miss that period of time. You miss a lot of scope. Yeah. So I completely understand June's parents wanting him to, especially June's mom, because I think she cares a little more about his mental state than his dad does. Yeah. Though my God, both of them seriously just need to I
0: don't know Take some parenting <sighs> lessons. I don't know. The dad yeah. is kind of a lost cause. The mom at least is trying and she cares and she loves him. But she's just showing her love in a she sort does. of controlling way. But um but yeah, it does really it does really, you know, and the thing that is um so well done about it is that the, re- the, the moment when Rara understood that he's not just like this responsible, hardworking young man who's just making a life for himself, he's actually running away. And if you're running yeah. away, that means you're not mature enough to handle adulthood yet. So she was like, oh, so you're running away. You need to deal with your stuff. And then I'll see you, you know, like and I'll deal with my stuff and then we can meet up again. It's like, you know, like actually in the beginning she was so and I like how we've seen her develop as a character, too, because she was so naive and, you know, sort of sheltered in the beginning. And she slowly and honestly, it's been so subtle and gradual that we haven't really seen like one big moment where suddenly she's like, oh, i you know, now I'm like an irresponsible adult and I've finally like broken off from the, the chains of like how sheltered my dad kept me. No, like she slowly, you know, like started her academy. She figured out how to... um you know, decide which kinds of uh, students she's going to take on and which ones she doesn't want to. That was like a s- thing that she did on her own. She figured out. Oh, my that, God. Like, so she is good with her instincts. She has that. good instincts and she's learned to trust them. And like she decided that she was going to support, you know, Harabaji with his thing, even though he's like, I'm too old. I can't. and She's like, she kind of made that her cause. She made Jamie her cause, the little kid. Yeah. Um, She's made a little family around herself solely just by the power of her personality. She just like endears people to her. And so now all these people are like ride or die for her. Even like Sukyoung, who was like, you're just a leech. Like, why are you living in my house? <laughs> ha Young, who like was so jealous for her in the beginning, is like basically adopted her as her sister, you know? So yeah. and now, you know, like she made the decision to like learn how to ride a bike sell and sell car. the ca- car that her dad got her. Yeah. And that was like a yeah. huge sacrifice that she did because she was like, I need to stand on my own two feet. So, yeah. And yeah. also,
1: it's one thing for her to borrow money from June, but she can't be indebted to basically, you know, it, it was time for her to stop being dependent on June. So that was like a really good moment when she handed that envelope to his mom. I was just.
0: Yeah. I mean, also, I did wish that happened. That, that was, was so... great. I was, She was like about yeah. to take the envelope out and she was just like here. Um, but I do wish <laughs> that she had given that money directly to June because he was the one who yeah. lent her the money. I but... know. And part of me is like, did mom even give the headbutt up to you? Right? I don't. I suspect her <laughs> in that sense uh, still. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're just really loving it. So I'm looking forward to the rest of it, and I think I think it's going to yeah. be a good ending. And speaking of good endings, so 18 again just finished. I think last week or the week before, as of this recording. And if you've been following our weekly reviews of it on on the on the website, like we, you know that. Saya and I and our friend Saner who joined us have been really really enjoying it but it just had such a great ending we talked about it last time when we talked about on the yak I think we had watched say like 10 episodes I did feel like the Saya will disagree with me on this um, because she's a lot more forgiving than I am but I did find that 11 through 14 took some like weird detours and they really dragged out the reveal of the truth for a lot longer than I would have liked Um, and they ended up having the hero act in ways that I was kind of disappointed in like it wasn't true to what who we had known him to be this whole time Um, so I wasn't happy with that but the finale week really like it really redeemed itself like the ending was perfect it was so 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 good um yeah it's just a really warm drama about you know, looking back on your life and dealing with, you know, regret and forgiveness and sort of figuring out who you want to spend your life with and just understanding that life is not perfect, but just that it's an ongoing process of, you know, finding the people who you can trust to work towards that happiness together rather than like expecting perfect happiness now. So it's just really yeah. beautifully done. Idohan is like... Where did where did he come from? Like, how? Why is he so good? I don't even know. He's so good. It's like his second role. I'm just still in shock. (laughs) I'm still in shock. Um, Uh, Yoon Sung Hyun is always good. So he was good. Kim Hanel also like I've always found her to be fine, but not a very interesting actress. But she was really she was so, so good in this. I think this was the best thing I've ever seen her in. She was so, like, she's just, like, one of those women characters who is just goals. Like, everything she does is just, she's, like, so sensible. She's, like, you know, speaks up for herself in a way that's really effective. She, you know, stands up for justice. She doesn't care. Like, she's not intimidated by people. She's a great mom. She's a wonderful friend. Like, she's perfect, but she's not annoying. I I don't know. But she's a great character. So, yeah, that's. That's my final final thoughts on 18 again.
1: I don't have final thoughts yet because I haven't watched beyond episode six. It's yeah it's one of those dramas that I know is going to end up being really great but I, I just got stuck on six. I, I'll get on it.
0: <laughs> yeah well now you know that it has a perfect ending so maybe that will you know motivate you to to watch it
1: faster. Yeah. who knows on 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 the bright side now I can watch basically I can just watch the entire thing in a weekend. So I don't have to wait week on week, which I think is the ideal
0: whenever it comes to good dramas. Agreed. Yes. Although there is something about spending many weeks with characters that has a different flavor to it. But it is hard to wait as well. So it's kind of a trade off.
1: Agreed. But, you know, I mean, like I'm doing that with Startup right now. I'm watching week on week. As soon as, the, and also Dodo, um, I'm pretty much uh, I'm, I'm uh, watching them as soon as they come out, the episodes. But I also find that uh, it it depends on the kind of drama it is. If it's a drama that um, has any kind of um, a suspense angle to it, and I'm not saying that 18 Again does exactly, but when it comes to any kind of like a secret, will it be mm. revealed? Will it not be revealed? What are the which startup surprisingly doesn't have even though there is this deception thing going on in the background majority of its focus is on the startup that they are working on how they are building how their unique skills are being used what are what they are learning in sandbox um that they you know this incubation thing that program that they managed to get into so there are so many other things that's happening that the suspense of will they won't, they, it's just not happening in that stressful way. But when it comes to any kind of a, what will be revealed next aspect, I find that so much easier to just watch in a bunch oh, yeah. of episodes instead I'm, of week on week. I'm having a
0: really hard time watching Kairos week to week. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> I've already, I mean, I'm watching it, so I'm just going to be watching it now, but like You should definitely binge watch it, or at least wait until it's half half it's out and then start it. I think that's what I'll do. I'll wait till about
1: halfway mark and then uh, get it because it does actually really sound like something I would
0: enjoy. I think you would love it. Yeah. Um, So speaking of binging things versus watching them when they come out, um, my family (laughs) and I recently started Avatar: The Last Airbender. I know this is a K drama podcast, but like, I don't care. It's have you seen that meme? on twitter in the last couple of weeks which is like um what is not blank but feels like blank um and i saw somebody do like what's not asian but really feels like it's asian and everyone was like avatar the last airbender Um, (laughs) it's so true it's so true like the one no, thing made be... by white people that like a lot of Asian people really love that is like that's quote unquote yeah. Asian inspired I don't know how I feel but about they all did. that but I think they did a really good job
1: I honestly don't think there is any problematic aspect to it they did solid research in in the way they populated the characters in the way the characters were designed there's very few things that you can say uh, it was genuinely problematic because and that was mostly out of ignorance you could see the care and sincerity in in how they created each of the tribes and they did not mock or appropriate anything in an insulting way i can't tell you how rare that
0: is absolutely I mean, you know how rare uh, you no, know that. Exactly. i know yeah absolutely i think my only so, i mean i'm so we've watched um i think we're on episode 14 of season two so we haven't finished okay. the whole thing, but like it was slow to get into. And I was like, in the beginning we were watching it because we were like, we should watch this at some point. Like, it's so iconic. Um, and we were just like... It's fine. Like, it's why do people love this so much? And then we got to like episode, I think thirteen or fourteen in season one, and then we just like really got hooked. Um, and now, like, yeah. I'm watching it with like my sister and my mom, my grandmother, and like every night when we eat dinner, we're like, should we watch Avatar? <laughs> and then whenever we say we're gonna watch one or two episodes, we end up watching like four. So yeah, they're it's just it's twenty really minutes good. long, right? It's, it's like just... no, it's like not enough. And also, like it just kind of flows into the, you know, Netflix does that thing, yeah. just auto, yeah, yeah, it's too yeah. easy. Yeah, I think True. in terms of being problematic, I don't find it problematic at all. But I just, mm. I think just the, and I haven't looked up who is playing the, um, like who the voice actors are. But they yeah Asian. I, if are I remember Asian? correctly, they, I, I,
1: so I think so. I think Ang was definitely voiced by someone Asian. Let me just look that up.
0: I'm trying to look it up right now, but I just... Yeah. So that's my that was my only question is like, are the voice actors Asian? Because if they are, then I'm like, totally good. Um, but that was my only question. I'm sure there's lots of people who know lots about this who are like yelling at me right now. Oh, but.
1: so Aang wasn't. Aang was um, voiced by Zach Tyler Elson, which definitely isn't. <laughs> Mm, asian zuko was uh asian it was dante bosco apparently dante um,
0: bosco oh i love dante bosco okay that's have you have you heard him in something else he's like iconic for um okay his role in hook isn't that the one?
1: Oh, oh you're right he's the he's the young boy leading the tribe after uh what's his name pan disappeared Yes. He's the one with the dreadlock. Yeah, ah, like he was that's he like looks the one India.
0: Asian character in a movie in the 90s. So like for a generation <laughs> of children, we're like Dante Bosco. Yeah. Oh, uh, but I did not recognize uh, his voice. Wow. That's so interesting. But
1: I mean, you had Iroh voiced both by, I think, a Japanese actor and a white actor at different times. I'm not sure exactly why that happened, but
0: oh, the, the first voice actor died
1: oh that's yeah why. okay yeah. that makes sense okay because so that makes me yeah
0: because it's just like when you see the yeah. credits all the names are like white people so that was the only thing I was like <laughs> what about the voice actors are they yeah so that makes me feel better
1: they were trying I remember there was this video I had watched a while back that was talking about the research that the writers had done into um, avatar before they cre- because they were very sensitive of not wanting to uh, just steal mm. from um different uh cultures without giving appropriate like uh, you know actually looking into what customs are and i, I honestly think they did a tremendously good job it's I think not so like too. i'm super familiar no i mean things, and but
0: they at least yeah like so coming from an asian studies background i was also pretty happy with it even like with my more detailed knowledge of like history and you know sort of i mean i'm not an I, expert on east asian culture by any means but i've definitely like studied it in grad school so I have a pretty you know um yeah wide-ranging experience reading about that stuff and it does it does seem very very well done obviously like you would have to talk to somebody from one of those cultures to ask them how they would feel about it um but I I've so far I've been finding it to be very very well done so yeah kudos to them and the story is just so good (laughs) and it's okay I'm a fan of Sokka he's my favorite (laughs) Everyone should listen uh, to him.
1: He's so funny. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. True. Sure. The man has good advice. But he just gets ignored far too often. Yeah,
0: sad. I found Aang really annoying for like the first 10 episodes. <laughs> but he's growing on me. He's a 12-year-old
1: kid though. He's like the youngest person in the cast till Toph comes up. So it's just...
0: Yeah. That's true. Yeah.
1: But he grows up really fast after a certain point,
0: which... It's also kind of sad, yeah. Because he yeah. has to he has to become he has to take on responsibilities that like no kid should have to take on. So it's it's also very interesting how Nickelodeon
1: allowed this um, series to... I mean, it's kind of incredible that it exists the way it exists because it started off as a completely childish thing. Like, the first 10 episodes are so over-the-top childish except for the Zuko scenes where he's trying to Mm. figure out his position after being exiled. Like, generals, his father's generals mock him when they see him in the sea still looking for the avatar which they think is an impossible um, task. And it's just, those are intense scenes, but the rest of it is just funny until suddenly it's not. And it, like, the weight of what Aang actually means, like, his existence now actually means suddenly falls on your shoulders. It's just, yeah, it's it's really well done.
0: Yeah, and I think when that shift happened is when it gets really gripping. In the beginning, it yeah. does feel kind of slight and, you know, like, you're not really sure, like, where is this going exactly? But um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm really, I'm like, we can't stop watching it. And also, I think I'm gonna be sad when it's over. So, um, yeah, yeah. So that, I just wanted to mention that because I feel like it's very much in the spirit of dramas over flowers, even if it's not a K drama.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it 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 could be a K drama. <laughs> it's it's got that kind of writing which is just very involved and layered and you know the the tragedy of the airbenders being annihilated it's not a one punch thing the Show keeps bringing it back but in different ways. Like Mm. the realization hits Aang in different ways because of different... Like He keeps expecting certain things to be as it was 100 years ago and then it's not and it hits him again. And it's always so impactful. I just... I think I must have rewatched this drama every alternate year since it came. Like, yeah, it's pretty much a drama. But like, I, I do mean all four seasons and it's not that hard to binge watch it. It takes maybe three dedicated days of absolutely not working, but you can do it. <laughs> Isn't it
0: only three seasons?
1: Is it? I mean, it's, there are four books, I think, which is why I keep thinking of it as four seasons. But maybe you're right. I think the finale was like this huge two-episode thing, which I tend mm. to think of as like... It's uh, three, seasons, three seasons, but
0: each season gets shorter. So like uh, season one is 20 episodes. I think season two is like about 18. And then the last one is like 14, something like that. Yeah.
1: But man, just uh, the last, the finale is just crushing
0: <laughs> so it, anyway, so it gets better so, as it goes on is what you're saying
1: oh my god so much okay so, i'm excited yeah. what i would be really interested in finding out um if you uh, like after you're done with this is if you try out legend of Korra. how do you feel about that let me know
0: okay i will let you know <laughs> I will that was that will be what I watched after that. It's a continuation of the same universe, right? Legend of Korra. It's a continuation of the same uh Korra is basically the avatar
1: after Aang. Ah, uh-huh, okay. So it's I think
0: about 80 years later
1: after the after the events of this these books. I see. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So that's all we're talking about in this yak, but before we move into like our ending stuff, um I remember, I know it's taken us a while, it's taken us a while, but um, we heard you in the live stream when y'all said that you missed the dad jokes, <laughs> so um, <laughs> I asked my five-year-old nephew, because he has this, like, endless reserve of uh, riddles that he's always telling us, and they're hilarious, um, so I got some from him, um, and I'm going to ask you one of them right now, Borma.
1: Ah, why is Asaya here?
0: <laughs> okay. So I'm going to ask you an easier one. Thank you. <laughs> what runs but doesn't go anywhere?
1: What runs but doesn't go anywhere? An engine? A motor? <laughs> um, wait, water does go somewhere,
0: right? Uh,
1: fan! Fan! The fan! No, the fan. That works. No.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, so it, it was a it fridge, works. but it's like the same oh! same concept. Uh. It's running. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I feel so proud of myself. Good job! <laughs> I gave you like five options, and one of them—well, first apps. you said an engine, and I was
0: like, "But isn't that in a car? So it's actually like going." So
1: that one didn't yeah. work. But yeah, <laughs> no. But I—I I was thinking a generator, like uh, you know, it's like a motor in something. But yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a total flop with so.
0: riddles. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got this one. So good job. And I will save the others for next month. What? I don't know you want another another, one uh, yeah okay okay (laughs) what do you call a man in a pot a pot
1: a man in a Uh, pot. wait hold on a pot or a pond a pot a pot like a pot that you cook things in yeah I should have just stopped at one um (laughs) you have any uh, man in a a pot man in a pot um
0: you give mm -hmm. up no clue I give up stew (laughs)
1: Oh, oh, oh my God! Okay, I would not. I would. That would never have occurred to me. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> Kudos right. to your nephew. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's actually also really good at telling them. So, ah, and it's much cuter coming from him than it is from me. But I'm all you got. So, <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you, listeners, for listening to
1: us <laughs> um you can follow us on social media our twitter handle is at dramas overflow you can find me parma
0: at fester faster you can find saya at not now saya and you can find me on twitter at Anisa Khalifa underscore you can find us on instagram at dramas over flowers underscore and you can look us up on facebook and also come to our website and see all the things that we've been writing about K dramas at dramasoverflowers.net.
1: And now Dramas Over Flowers is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And that's all from us <laughs> for this yak.
0: Have a good one. Bye. Bye guys.